Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Eric Sancho podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Chill in the air. Uh, yeah, all of a sudden, it's like gotten cold in the morning. Fine during the day, cold in the morning. We've got the hoodie on. I feel a little, I feel a little chill. It's football season. Note, if the show Hard Knocks follows your team and the cameras, uh, and, and you're on that team and the cameras start following you because you're like a darling of the show, that means you are going to get cut. The show follows people on, uh, you know, as they go through training camp. I think the only guy who made it was this rookie, uh, Malcolm Malcolm Rodriguez, who's drafted in like the uh, sixth round. Called the darling of the show. What's remarkable is for the rookies, the rookies stand in front of all the other players and they have to be like, uh, they have to like sing a song, you know? And uh, you have to say where you went to school and what your signing bonus is. Now for some of these guys, it's terribly embarrassing compared to like the big hitters. So Aiden Hutchinson gets up there and he says, Hey, I'm Aiden Hutchinson. I went to Michigan. I was drafted in the first round and my signing bonus was $23 million. Shit. And then this one dude, uh, Khalil Pimpleton, who grew up right around here in Muskegon. Played at Central Michigan University. He just got cut. Even he had a $15,000 signing bonus. So these guys just to show up in camp. Uh, make a make a pretty fair amount of cash. So, you know. But they follow these guys and try to, um, you know, drum up some interest in them. And then they, yesterday was the day that they ended up just cutting everybody. They had to waste, like, uh, get down to a certain number of people on the team. So yesterday was that day, so all these players end up getting cut. Thank God they cut this third, this quarterback, Tim Boyle. Oh, my God. The Lions, um, I you know, they are a couple bad games by Jared Goff to having a potential for an 0 and 16 season again. I am not convinced that that golf is worth anything. And then the cupboard after him is bare. Oh my God. As I've got my lion's hoodie on right now, I've drank the Kool-Aid, but I, Oh man, I don't know. They open up against Philly. And I'm not, I'm not convinced they're going to win that game. In fact, I'm reasonably sure they're going to lose. God, here we go. If, if the best part of the Lions season is the Hard Knocks episode, you know, frankly, I might as well just wrap my mind around that. That's probably the way it's going to be. Shit. I am now just a handful of hours removed from finishing arguably the worst film I have ever seen in my entire life. And there, uh, no exaggeration there. And it actually 
makes me wonder about the brain power of uh, audience member Ben. I almost said Zaniac. I don't want to say that. Ben Weller and Adam Balboa. Adam Balboa is the massive Sylvester Stallone fan who, no matter what Sylvester Stallone does, it's a it's an absolute masterpiece. He sits around and watches the Sylvester Stallone softcore porno that he made and thinks it's like Academy Award material. Um, yeah, I... Oh, boy. I don't get it, man. I mean, if, uh, like, if I'm a fan of something and they put out a piece of garbage... I don't immediately just say, oh, yeah, it's great just because I'm a fan of something. That should be something that makes you less of a fan. Like there was a time when no matter what Kid Rock put out, I was like, oh, man, this is great. This is great. And I actually argue that it was. But then there came a time when he started to put shit out. And I was like, you know, I don't know if I like this. And then you put out enough shit over and over again. And I'm not a fan anymore. That's normal. You can't just blindly say that, oh, it's great because it's put out by him. The hell is wrong with you? I mean, if I put out shit repeatedly for a podcast, I would have no one following the show. And that's acceptable. You know, I don't want crazy people just blindly following me. That's why I'm better off now that the scumbag Zaniacs are gone. I don't need their stalking attitudes uh, uh, being so involved in my life. Get the fuck out of here. So this film, Samaritan. Why? Stallone is... um. He He displays no real acting ability in this. He doesn't have any long, drawn-out lines. Um, he, he speaks in just a couple sentences here and there. He's just a brooding man. He does a lot of walking. All he does in this film is walks. Very, it's basically, for the uh, 100 minutes that the film is, uh, 95 of those minutes is him taking walks. And then one minute of eating ice cream because he's a superhero that I, I swear to God, He's powered by ice cream. His, I don't know why. I don't know how he came to this when he wrote the film, but you open it. He opens up his freezer and it's just top to bottom ice cream. And he just eats ice cream or else. And I'm not making this up. I'm not even lying. If he doesn't eat ice cream, his heart will explode. That is, that's, that's a plot point. He's got this stupid relationship with this annoying kid. And there's a bad guy in it who's just the lamest bad guy you've ever seen. And there is a this stupid plot twist in it. And it's the dialogue is shit. Everything about it is shit. Um, in fact, it all came to be that I had to watch this film because on Cameo, where you can hire me for like, I, I should raise the price to like $5,000. Idiot Adam hired me on Cameo 
and said, I want you to watch that film and then give me a review of it on Cameo. And I did do that. In fact, I should pull up what I did on there. I don't know if I'll be able to access it here. I think I will. I describe it in the cameo about how I watched the film. And I got to a point where I just gave up actually watching it in real time and, and just started to bounce ahead forward 10 seconds, 10 seconds, 10 seconds over and over again, because I was having such difficulty with the scenes of him walking. Oh shit. It's not Camaro.com. Can I get to it now? I don't think I can. It doesn't, it doesn't post um, new ones. I can't even get to my own cameo. Uh, whatever. Basically, I'm saying the same thing I'm saying now. Such a shit box movie. And I, I, I just can't figure out how people are like, I mean, even the shitty movies that I watch that I like, I know they're piles of shit. The fact that Ben... Ben W. and Adam, Adam Balboa, were like, you got to see it. It's great. Oh, my God. Welcome in uh, Joe Pellerito, the non-brain-damaged member of that family, writes, just listen to Patreon 888, killer interviews, Eric. He's referring to the uh, me playing the part of Jimbo Jimbo Knoll, the Mississippi football coach, with uh, Coach Jimbo's ass kicking chicken wings at the cafeteria. Uh, thank you, Joe. What the fuck is wrong with your brother? Kenny says again. I say the Mandalorian doesn't seem so bad now, does it? No, the the Mandalorian's not bad. I like the Mandalorian. Um, but it's, it's, it's fantasy. So it's a little dopey to be sure. I, I'm more of a, uh, that, that isn't exactly my wheelhouse. I'll watch it. It's a guilty pleasure. I'll, I'll, I'll go that far. It's a guilty pleasure, but no, it's not, it's not poorly written or anything like that. Not like fucking the Samaritan. Jesus. Oh my God. 37%. Rotten Tomatoes score on uh, on that site for uh, Samaritan. Thank God Kenny is uh, is now on the bandwagon of Breaking Bra- uh, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad is a superior show, though I'll give you that. Yeah, to me, it's all about the the drama. I love dramatics in terms of TV shows, not podcasts. Uh, replying to Kenny, Sam, the Jew says much better than Ozark. Ozark, you know, you, you lead me so far, you suck me in and then it's shit. Final season of Ozark should just be called meetings because that's all they did in that show was had meetings. 
I've heard more than one person suggest the show The Boys on Amazon Prime. I think that is a uh, also people with superpowers. And uh, I, 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 might, I might consider that. We'll see. Kenny, I can't tell you how happy I am that you are full in on Breaking Bad. And you've now finished it. Then you watched El Camino. Some people give El Camino shit. I don't. I liked El Camino. And uh, Better Call Saul, you got to get, you're, you're going to, if you like, I'm telling you, man, if you like Better Call Saul or uh, Breaking Bad, you're going to love Better Call Saul even more. And you, and the thing is, um, you might have to, you, you kind of have to get into it before you really pick up on it. Stay with it. Trust me. Stay with Saul. I'm getting some suggestions for the Fargo series. I've heard that many times as well. Um, you know, I just don't watch enough. I just don't. Hard to believe that Better Call Saul could be better than Breaking Bad, but I, I believe it is. I believe it is. Thank you, Nick. Arena Nick, for subscribing with Prime. I appreciate that. Yes, Kenny. Yes, Saul is better than Breaking Bad. Lots of good TV to watch. Okay, my God. So anyway, Samaritan is done. It's absolute garbage. Adam, I love you, man. But how? How? It's okay to say it's a pile of shit. The fact that I got, first of all, he hired me through the Apple, through Apple, uh, I think Apple talks to Cameo, which then he booked it, which means Apple takes a huge cut. So I only charge, okay, I originally charged 15 bucks on Cameo. Cameo jacked up the price to $15.99. I'm the cheapest and the best on Cameo. If you don't hire me through the actual Cameo app or through the website, through a uh, laptop or a desktop, then even more money comes out of that. So seriously, I get like eight bucks if you do it the way Adam did it. So my God, for the two hours to watch it and do the cameo, it's like four bucks an hour. What a absolute raping. And then he goes, oh yeah, hey, but since I did it through the app, on Apple, uh, I can't I can't give you a tip. And I'm like, eh, you know what? Don't even worry about it. Don't even worry. You know what? You're this close, Adam, to being lumped in with uh, all the scumbag zaniacs. All you are is one, one crack and you're with them. I'm totally kidding. You know I can't even get behind that joke. Uh, no dear meathead today. Here's how it went. Um, if I get a phone call... And Joanne is on the line. There was a moment yesterday where I thought my dad was dead. I was out for a run. I, there's a number I don't recognize calling me, but it's from the east side of the state of Michigan. I pick it up when I don't recognize the number. And I, then if I pick it up, I always answer, hello, this is Eric. 
And she says, hi, honey, this is Joanne. And I'm like, well, this is it. So I stopped running. And I'm expecting the next words to be uh, terrible news. I believe that. I mean, that's usually how it is, right? We're to the point in our, I mean, to the point of my life, my dad being 88 years old and Joanne's calling me. I'm like, I can't believe it. She goes, we're out of power. We can't do dear meathead. The power's out. I'm like, oh, thank God. Shit. So they lost power and it's not going to be out, uh, turned on for quite some time. There was some storms that blew through. Uh, I, I don't know how the hell she was calling me, but I said, Hey, don't. And they, they were, he was genuinely concerned, genuinely concerned. I go in this. So I, I get him on the, she goes, she goes, you want to talk to your father? I go, yes. Hey dad. Hey, I have some bad. Now Joanne's already told me I have bad news for you. Uh-huh. What is it, dad? No, I know, but he wants to tell me he wants to do it his way. I go, dad, what is it? The audience is going to be very upset. I cannot be there for them. For dear meathead. I cannot do the show. Is this okay? He's talking to me like I'm his boss. It's so cute. And I go, dad, it's, Hey, you know, it's totally fine. These things happen. And he's genuinely concerned. He goes, I am so sorry to let you down. I know that I must be there for the show. This is so important to him. He is unbelievably cute. And I, I'm like, dad, Hey, it's uh, it's quite all right. You know, I mean, uh, sometimes these things happen. We'll just, uh, we'll just punt because I could do it later. As soon as the power comes on a special edition, I go, ah, Dad, don't worry about it. We'll just make it up. We'll just uh, uh, stockpile the questions. Are you sure? Yes, it's okay. Okay, I better go because this phone is losing charge. Okay, fine, Dad. Talk to you. Boop, click. Like, holy crap. Bullet dodged. I was so worried that something terrible had happened. Nope. So, unfortunately, unfortunately, no dear meathead. Uh, for today, I have to make that up. All right. A couple other announcements. Diana says to me, you know, I don't work Friday. I go, okay. And it's a long holiday weekend. We should go up North. Yeah. Well, actually she said, I said I was going to go up North and she didn't want to go with me. I was like, you've got to go with me. I can't go up there by myself. I need you to go up there with me. We're to the point now where, um, let's see, 30 years married, probably 32, 33 together attached at the hip that I, I just, I feel like, uh, I've, I I'm missing a limb if we're not together, you know, it's that type of Brooks was here mentality that, if I go up there and she's not there, I'm just, I'm having a terrible time. I, I need her there. And she was kind of like hemming and hawing. I go, come on, man. I go, I'll make you chilly over the fire. Uh, you know, I mean, if I go up there by myself, it's just not the same. 
And so she she uh, thought that that was adorable. And um, so we're going up north. So th- everything's screwed up now. So I'm going to do smarter than a former drug dealer trivia today with uh, Dale taking on a dude named Tobias, which is a great name. I love that name, Tobias. And then uh, Ben and I are punting till next week, okay, because I'm going to be gone. And the NFK is staying here. I said, Kevy, you want to go up north? Nah. All right. So he'll be in charge of the house. Oh, my God. That scares me. Um, and that means no live show on Friday. Tomorrow is my last live show for the week. I will publish a uh, some best of material. So you have something to listen to. I don't want to leave you completely in the lurch. A lot of you folks are creatures of habit when it comes to the audio. So there's something there. It's kind of shitty that it's an old, it'll be old bits, but what the hell? Maybe you hadn't heard it. Uh, and then the same for Monday. I'm, I know, I know, I'm sorry. So, because that's Labor Day, you know? So a little long weekend action going on uh, up with the hill people up north. So there you go. I, I, I always feel guilty about that sort of thing, but head out for a couple days. For you folks that are getting the show, the video live stream on Facebook, Twitter, and of course YouTube, I'm about to send you on your way for the day. Okay? If you want the rest of the show as it happens live, you must get it on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. So there you go. Go there. Sign up with your own fancy username. Hit the follow button so you know when I go live. And then you get it uninterrupted. Okay? And then, and then, subscribe. If you subscribe with your Amazon Prime account, there's no commercial interruption during the show. You get a little commercial at the start of it no matter what, but no commercial interruption during the show. If you don't have Amazon Prime, throw five bucks at it and you can do it that way. Or just watch it live if you're just if you're okay with the ads. I know some people are okay with the ads. Totally up to you. Whatever. So there you go. Thank you for the folks on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Oh, one more thing. You can also um, get the audio podcast wherever you download shows. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. How about them? Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And YouTube brought to you by Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just got a bad feeling about the lines suddenly. They open up September 11th. Uh, I think at Philly. If it's at Philly, they got they got no chance. Let me see here. Line schedule. Uh, no, they're at home. Philly. Loss. Washington Commanders. Loss. At Vikings. Loss. Seattle at home, loss. At the Patriots, loss. At Dallas, loss. Miami, loss. 
Green Bay, loss. At Chicago, loss. At the Giants, loss. Bills at home, loss. Jaguars, loss. Vikes, loss. At the Jets, loss. At Carolina, loss. Chicago, win. At Green Bay, If they go 1-16, and 16, I'm going to have a heart attack. Man, I don't know. I got a bad feeling about it. All right. Where we live in this community, this is uh, the super conservative Uh, Bible Belt area. I've talked about it many times. Um, The latest bit of nonsense is that local library, the Patmos Library, which is just down the road. And there's 16,500 books in that library, 90 of which have some type of themes, some more subtle than others, some less subtle than others about uh, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, intersex, queer, uh, what's the other, LGBTQ, or uh, asexual. These are all things that some of these books have as topics. Now, it isn't like it's a book where um, you open it up and on page one it says, all kids must be gay. These are uh, these are you know themed books that have some degree of uh, nuance to them. If you ask anybody around here, they say that because of those ninety books, that that library is trying to groom kids to be gay. That's the new word these days. Is up. Oh, there, there is a culture war going on right now. And in the crosshairs are uh, LGBTQ, LGBTQIA people. They're hated, especially around here. I don't. I love all those people. I love everybody with the exception of the Zaniacs. Um, so, you know. And then sometimes I, well, I used to love them. I don't love them anymore. Anyway, so around here, they, they're like, oh my God, that, that's it. So they, uh, they, they went ahead and there was a, uh, a vote recently because the millage was up for renewal to fund that library. It's paid for by tax dollars. And, and they, they pulled a fast one at this, uh, the locals in this community agreed to no longer support the millage. So that means the library goes belly up. Now, the people who run the library, they want it back. They're, they're going to vote again on this. They've put it back on the ballot, the millage. And it's I'm guessing now that people are aware of it, well, maybe it'll be voted on and supported, the millage. I don't know for sure. But in the meantime, there's a lot of fundraising going on. Some um, they, they need like $250,000 a year of millage support to be able to keep the damn thing open. And, uh, some famous author just donated a bunch of money. There's a GoFundMe, So whatever. Um, 
but the people around here are like, no, we hate gay people. And uh, because there's 90 books that have something to do with uh, living a gay life, we feel that is grooming our children, so we must protect our children. That's the mindset that these cave women and cavemen that surround me in this community, that, that's how they think, all right? And that's really fucked up. So that isn't what this is about. Uh, in another community, they've um, decided to stick their finger in the eye of these, of these hill people by um, when you walk into their library, there's a whole section about books locally that have been banned locally and nationally. Because what we love to do here in West Michigan is ban books. They have. In fact, I remember when I first moved here that in Zeeland, Michigan, which is about 10 miles to the west, they banned Harry Potter books. So we're talking about books like uh, To Kill a Mockingbird and... Um, uh, I don't know what it, what are some of the other ones. Um, was it Huck Finn? Maybe. I don't know. So they have a whole section on banned books. So audio check, video check. I think video check. Hang on. God, one of these days I'm going to be prepared. There you go. Library near Hudsonville lost its funding for offering LGBTQ books. Another Ottawa County library is showing its support. The Loudoun Library in Grand Haven will be hosting a banned books exhibit all next month, putting books on display that have been challenged or outright banned over the last century. Newsday's Whitney Bernie spoke with the librarians there about the reasons they say this is important. The Loudoun Library staff started putting up the exhibit this oh God, echo. afternoon. They say as more challenges to books become more prevalent, they want to remind people of the importance of intellectual freedom. Dozens of books are on display in the middle of the Grand Haven Public Library. I just can't believe that like most of the titles are ones that I recognize. Books like Goosebumps. This one. What? <laughs> Goosebumps. One about horses and even the Holy Bible. You may be surprised to learn in the last century, all of these books have faced challenges or were banned from libraries. This is one of the more recent books that has gotten a lot of challenges. It's called All Boys Aren't Blue. And the this was one of the top 10 books that was challenged this previous year. Oh, yeah, that one. Oh, look at the cover alone. I'm surprised they're not running them through a wood chipper in Jamestown. It's got a black guy who's got flowers on his head who's got feminine features. So you know what this is about. Um, Lawn Boy, this one was also um, a big one, and as well as Out of Darkness. By Librarian Chelsea McCoy says... What do you guys think of that look? Uh, Chelsea's tatted up. This is this is artsy fartsy chick, uh, a black dress tatted up with these Doc Martens. I like that look. I think that that's kind of. I think if that is today's librarian look, okay, gone are the days where they look like nerds. They've become cool chicks. She was inspired to set up the exhibit after watching the nearby Patmos Library lose its funding for carrying LGBTQ books. 
There's been increasing numbers of challenges and bans. We really wanted to make nose sure ring. This chick's kind of a babe. An educational piece to this. So we want to make sure people really understand why this is happening, why it's important to celebrate the freedom to read. It's a part of our basic free speech. The exhibit includes a timeline of censorship dating back to. Look at here you go. Censorship not new. Jamestown, Michigan. This is this is the one. That's the one I'm talking about. 259 BC. It includes local examples like a ban on Harry Potter books at Zealand See? Public Schools in the thought I was kidding. 90s. The librarians are hoping to educate and drive Okay, here's this mom and the kid and the mom is saying, "Yeah, we don't touch these books because uh they're bad." See this one with the black kid? Don't even look at it. Curiosity. I checked some of them out even because I was like, well, this is, you know, piqued my interest. Sorry. As to why, why they're not allowed and, and, you know, what it's all about. And for every controversial book library visitors finish, they'll be eligible for a prize. The yeah, a lot of those. John Grisham, A Time to Kill. There's a, the book Forrest Gump is there. There was banned. What the fuck? Handbooks exhibit will go through the end of the month. You can also check out the full list of books that have been banned or challenged over the last 100 years at the library's website. Reporting here in Grand Haven, Whitney Burney, News 8. My name is Noam Dwarman. I'm the owner. Hey, Noam. So what a, what a shit show. Banning books. My God, that's embarrassing. That's the world we live in. Uh... These books won't promote my small-minded thinking and views, so <laughs> these are no-nos. Quote, time to, time to ban the Bible from libraries full of violence, incest, and more. Come on. Unbelievable. Carol, High, Carol Senior High School in Texas just banned uh, the Frederick Douglass autobiography. So much crap happening around the uh, around the freedom to simply check out a book. That's true. Frederick Douglass. Uh, that, that, he's a black guy. Black author. That's about all I remember from school. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous, the books that have been banned over the years. And, and the whole idea, the whole concept is stupid. And of course, where I live... They're actually, fuck the books. They're banning the whole library. Almost 17,000. They're banning all of the books. That is the level of stupidity that I am surrounded by. Because they're quote unquote grooming kids. Anybody who thinks that a, bo that a book can groom a kid is crazy. How often have kids read books and they're like, fuck this book. You take any book that they get in school and they, they want to throw it away. They, they hate it because it's a book. You guys give books way too much credit who think that just because a kid happens to look at it, they're immediately going to want to have butt sex. Jesus. So stupid. Okay. Uh, I've got more coming up on the Patreon today. The Patreon has really just, we've been having so much fun on it. I, I can't tell you uh, uh, enough. I mean, I can't stress this enough. 
I, I would just love you to be part of it. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane, where, you know, I mean, the things that happen first there, if something happens like a phone call or a bit of information that I don't want to share in the free podcast, it happens on the Patreon always first. You are the first to know about, I am sitting, I am not kidding. I am not kidding. And I can't, I can't say it yet. But I, I've, I've teased it a little bit. I have some enormous, enormous life events that are happening as we speak that fall into the personal adventures category. Nobody's going to die. Nobody's sick. But when I get the clearance to discuss them, they're going to be monumental. And they're Patreon only. And I don't even want to say that, they're, that I'm about to discuss them with you because it's it's... Not up to me, but I'm, I've got some big, big hitters. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. You'll find out about them first there. Every single day when this show is done, I do a second podcast on Patreon. Patreon has been the reason why I've been able to keep podcasting for nearly four years. So if you want to support the show, Go to patreon.com in other ways. I mean, you just watching this one is supporting the show, and I appreciate that. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. On Patreon, it is a paywall. Five or ten dollars a month gets you a ton more content on Patreon. And the open and live stream of today's show brought to you by Bosco's Pub in beautiful Hudsonville, Michigan. So you can go to the Patmos Library, get out a book that is banned. Well, I take it back. The books aren't banned at the Patmos Library. The the books are still there. The 90 books um, titled things like Get In My Ass and uh, Butt Sex is Fun. And you can take them over to to Bosco's in Hudsonville and read them while you're there. Get yourself a BJ Burger. See what I did there? Or maybe a Luigi. Or an olive burger. Their burgers are incredible. Bosco's Pub, uh, part of Terra Square in Hudsonville, Michigan. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV, 616-532-6600. I just found out that the parking lot is getting striped at uh, Irvine's because they're finishing up their construction to double the size of their business. State of the art. And Shoreliner is going to stripe the parking lot. How about that? That's awesome. Shoreliners, of course, sponsors the inbox. Uh, Shoreliner striping inbox, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. But anyway, back to Irvine's. If you have a domestic European or an Asian vehicle and you need to get it serviced with any scheduled maintenance or emergency repairs, or maybe you just want to buy a car and you want to check it out before you buy it, take it to Irvine's. Smack dab in the center of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, Irvines.com and that's E-R, not I-R, E-R Vines, Irvines.com, free loaner cars if you need work done. And, uh, yeah, they are absolutely great. Early bird drop off. Uh, you can do after hours pickup if you want. Irvines Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Got comedy, Full House Comedy, online at fullhousecomedy.com, uh, for any shows coming to the area. You go there, go see a comedy show. Usually you're going Thursday to Saturday, sometimes Wednesday to Saturday with any of the comics that are coming through the area. 
So that's what's up. That's what's going on. Check that out. Kyle Ryan, who is one of the local gays, said that the book Get In My Ass sounds like a great book. Where can I find it? I love you. I want you to know that. Eric is an asshole with the teases. Front runner for asshole of the day with teasing. Yeah, it's it's a terrible tease because I'm not even telling you when I'm going to reveal it. I'm just saying I've got a big story that I can't wait to share with you. Oh, it's so stupid. Kenny says, wasn't the other book called Butt Sex is Fun? I don't remember. I couldn't tell you half the things I say on this show. It, it may have been. I don't know. Um, I could call. Okay, hold on. I'm thinking out loud, and that's always a problem. Shut up, Eric. Just squelch what you're thinking. They can't see in your brain. Stop doing that. If you live in Kalamazoo, Michigan, you this is ridiculous. Um, I don't know what's going on, but they have changed. Well, I do know what's going on. They are um, changing the law so that you can take, you can poop and pee wherever you want in Kalamazoo. Now, I think this has to do with basically they're giving, they're decriminalizing um, something that a homeless person would do. And man, I, I, I don't want them to do that. I don't have the answer for um, solving the problem of homelessness. But I don't think decriminalizing public defecation is is the thing you want to do. I mean, isn't there a better option? If your best option is, let's tell the homeless people to take a dump wherever they want. I don't know if the city leaders are really putting the elbow grease needed to make this I mean, look, let's say you're Joe Schmo and you live in one of the other uh, communities, either in Michigan or in the United States for that matter, and you're, and you're, you're moving to the area. And people do the research and they see that in Kalamazoo, at any one point, you can just be walking down the street and the guy in front of you is going to drop his pants and take a dump. You're not going to want to move there. That's going to be a deal breaker for me. Now, being, I mean, I, I'm the guy who has had to take dumps many. In fact, Terry sent me this story and he says, you should move to Kalamazoo for how many times you've had to take dumps in public. And that has happened when I've been running. Hasn't happened in a, in a little while. However, tangent time, just last week, <laughs> I went running and it was a simple, it's called an out and back. So a mile and a half out, mile and a half back. And I'm going to do that a few times. And I do this 
for the reason because of this. I know that sometimes all that jostling, it makes me have to go to the bathroom. So I did a mile and a half out. And while I was on my mile and a half out, I was like, something doesn't feel right. Thank God I'm on my way back. I turn around. And then quickly, though, the situation went downhill. And to a point where I'm like, okay, this is serious. I'm going to have to really, really concentrate to not have a problem. Well, I got to about two tenths of a mile away from my house, which is not far. And they're building homes along this busy road, 42nd street. And there's a portage on there. And I said, I'm going in it. And thank God it wasn't locked up for the weekend. And yeah, thank God that was there. It was like 150 degrees inside of it too, man. Felt like fucking Papillon. And, uh, anyway, that's a reference. None of you get, I got out of there. I went home, uh, uh, washed up, filled up my water bottles, went back out on the road and damned if it didn't happen again on the, the second, the second out and back. And I was like, fine. As I approached it, it's probably a hundred yards until I actually passed it. And I didn't have to go. And then as I got close, I think it was some type of like visual stimuli caused my colon to go, all right, here you go. It's time for another one. I had to do it again. Thank God it was there. But anyway, so this actually would help me. But they have voted and they are now saying the Kalamazoo City Commission that if you have to take a dump, if you have to pee, and if you just want to throw garbage on the ground, littering, they have no problem with that anymore. Wow. Audio? Check. Video? Check. Here we go. All right, we are taking a live look now over downtown Kalamazoo where city leaders are changing the city code. Oops. Sorry. I want to turn the volume up. Decriminalizing public urination, defecation, and littering. Those will now just be civil infractions. Whereas they used to be misdemeanors, and Artrisha McCauley is live. It should be a felony. Well, maybe not if you pee, but if you take a dump, it should be a, a life. If you're caught taking a dump in public, and this is from a guy who's taking a dump in public, it should be a it should be life in prison. Downtown Kalamazoo tonight to tell us how the community is reacting, and we know it's not all positive. As if there's someone saying, "Yeah, yeah, this is great. This is a good move." Talking to business owners and shoppers here on the Kalamazoo Mall today, most of them are not happy with these changes. And they tell me some of these are ongoing issues that happen right in front of their business. Oh and now God. tonight they're questioning how lessening the punishment is going to solve the problem. Kalamazoo City Commissioners are making changes to the city code. Public urination, defecation, and littering are now civil infractions, not misdemeanors. Business owners on the Kalamazoo Mall object. We have a major problem downtown, and I don't understand why even it would be proposed that the law would be less 
restrictive than it is right now. City commissioners say criminalizing these acts have not helped, and they say a misdemeanor can have negative... It's because they're not uh, criminal. They, They need to criminalize it more. They need to have someone walking around who, like a cop whose job it is to actually beat the shit out of people if they're caught taking a dump. And he's walking around with a big brown club called the shit stick. So if he catches anybody taking a dump, he just beats the hell out of them right there. Consequence. That'll take care of it. This is for life, impacting people's ability to get a job, education, and housing. Commissioner Stephanie Hoffman says the city needs to take a different approach. When you see a person that may be defecating, um, someone in their same mind would not actually do that. Uh, oh, wait a minute. I've done that. Uh, there is an issue. There is a crisis. There is some trauma that is going on. Do you want to drink? Monty Jansen owns You Guys Dogs on the Kalamazoo Mall. He says some people are using his doorway as a public bathroom. Oh, my God. He says he doesn't see how a civil infraction will help the issue. I think it will probably allow people to think they can do what they want and not get in trouble for it. I think it'll just it'll take away the uh, consequence. And that's the concern. Jansen says Kalamazoo police officers patrol the Kalamazoo Mall daily, and he would like it to be up to each officer on the offense. Now you're taking some of the uh, uh, discretion out of their hands, where if somebody's doing a blatant a violation, they should have a harsher punishment than somebody who's just simply doing it out of an absolute need. Walking down the Kalamazoo Mall, you see plenty of trash cans. Business owners tell me that littering is not the issue. They say they do think public restrooms would help to help solve that other issue. Live in Kalamazoo, Trisha McCauley, News Channel 3. Yeah, I don't know why they don't think about that. I mean, um, it would be nice if they just actually had a restroom. Would you consider... Okay, these are our options. We can either... Set up a place for people to use the restroom and then we have someone maintain it or take a shit on the street. What do you guys think? Let's go with take a shit on the street. That is a better option. Oh my God. This is so stupid. What a shithole town. Uh, Bob says here in Pennsylvania, if you get caught peeing on the side of the highway, you can get put on the sex offender list. I think that's in a lot of places, too. We need to call the idiot in Kalamazoo who came up with this ridiculous idea. My God. They let the homeless shit in the streets because they defunded and closed the library, which is where hobos always went before hobos. Literally a shithole. So much shit everywhere. As Tim joins us. Hello, Tim. This is so stupid. I cannot believe that's their best option. Just letting people shit wherever they want. Unbelievable. Okay. We're moving on. Now, when you were a kid... uh. Did you do any stupid shit for fun? I know I did. I, uh, to this day, I I wish I could go back in time and clean Mr. Raymond's house who lived behind me. He, uh, 
He was the principal of uh, Notre Dame High School where I grew up. And I don't, I don't even know why I'm telling you that, but that's, he was a prominent man in the, and his, his kids went to school with my kids. Now I'm just going to tell you that if I'm in this house and someone starts throwing eggs at the house, I'm going to know about it. And, um, with a mild bit of investigation, I'll be able to figure out who did it. Same way. I was able to figure out who sent me the fucking bobblehead with the head cut off and the t-shirt. When I was a kid for years, I think I've talked about this. I would, for no reason whatsoever, go to the fridge, get three or four eggs, go out my back door and throw them at my neighbor's house. And they would splatter on his aluminum siding and stain it. And I'd throw tomatoes, whatever we had in the garden. Tomatoes, cabbage, zucchini, the eggs out of the fridge, steak. <laughs> I would just throw shit at his house. And I think my brother taught me to do this. And I, to this day, don't know why why we would do it. But I'll bet you that right now, if you were to go back to the home that I grew up in and look at the side of Mr. Raymond's house, I'm sure he's dead by now, uh, there would still be stains on the side of that house and never, no one ever, ever said a word. No one spoke of it. And I can't figure out how or why they had to have known it was us because the Raymonds knew that, uh, me and my brother were the local assholes who did shit like this. And so they had to, and, and that, that side of the house that used to get shit thrown at it faced the back of my house. I don't know how they didn't know it. And in fact, it made so the reason why we did it is because when the egg would hit the aluminum siding, it would make such a racket when the, when the egg would explode. So we would just crack up every time we would do this thing. And, you know that inside of the house, you're like, oh, boy, he's throwing eggs at us again. Oh, my God. People get shot for that shit. One of the fucking stupidest things ever. I, uh, I, I look back at some of the shit that I pulled, and I was like, I am so lucky I didn't wind up in jail. Such a total asshole. Then um, when people would be driving by, we would throw eggs at cars. And then we would um, uh, uh, throw snowballs and ice balls at cars passing. And then they would stop and we would take off running. This is what we would do for fun. We didn't have the internet. We didn't have video games. Well, we kind of had video games, but they were, they were like fucking Atari games. Actually, we thought those were very fun. We thought that it couldn't get any better when we were playing Gunslinger. Oh, look at the graphics. It's so great. Then we would take our bikes and we would ghost ride our bikes. And the street is lined with cars on either side. And we would get up to speed, jump off the bike, and push our bikes. And bummer, if your car is parked in the street, one of them is going to get hit. Because when the bike runs out of steam, it's going to turn into one of the cars. And I'll forget the Pollock chick showed up. Uh, the, the, the Pollocks, they live down the street. And um, she, as I'm getting off the bike to push it, she's pulling up home from work. She was a nurse. 
And I'll never forget it because she gets out of her car and the door opens. She's in her nurse scrubs and she has no idea her car is about to get hit. And sure enough, man, whammo, hit right into the open door. And I'm like, oh, shit, fuck. Did all this damage to her car. This is the shit we pulled. This is why um, Mr. Roar down the street on Devil's Night put a uh, a rake upside down. You know, a, a hard metal rake, you know, uh, not like a rake you rake leaves with, but uh, a rake with the metal tines. I've discussed this uh, on the show before, too. Devil's Night was big around where I grew up. That was in Detroit. You burn shit and you destroy people's property on Devil's Night the day before Halloween. And I couldn't f- figure it out when I moved to other communities. Like, they don't even, they do not do Devil's Night here? No, only the fucking idiots in Detroit do that. Mr. Roar put the fucking rakes up, and John McDermott ran through his yard after egging him, and the foot, the, his foot went through the guy's fucking rake. And he's got a rake stuck in his foot. <laughs> it went through his shoe and came out the top of his foot, the rake, because he stepped right on it. Holy fuck. He set up a booby trap like Vietnam. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, Sam, the Jew said when he lived in Romania, we lived in the top floor of this green apartment building. I used to throw eggs, snowballs, water balloons from there. Oh yeah. Fucking great. The internet has stopped those activities. Now all we do is commit crimes online. We camouflage a garden hose aimed at cars stopping at an intersection near my house kinked the hose while we hit on the deck and then sprayed them. Jesus. My God. Question for your dad. What do you think of a person who throws items at moving cars? See what he thinks. In case you're just getting in here, dad will be next week. He's not this week because he lost power. Amanda's comment got held by the auto mod, which I will allow. My brother, cousin, and I pretended to throw snowballs at a car passing. The woman was so scared she pulled over. She was black and she called us white ass honkies. (laughs) Oh my God. Anyway, I bring this up because it's an example of the stupid shit that we would do because um, someone else did something really, really stupid in New York City, but it trumps all the things that I just said and talked about. Some fucking 15-year-old idiot decided it would be a good idea this is something I guess people do in New York City is they, uh, they'll get onto a subway car or they'll get in a subway car and uh, they'll get, they'll somehow leave the car and get on top of the car. So they're on, on the top of it and it's, it's subway car surfing. I don't know if this practice has been around a long time. I'm guessing it is. 
No, seriously, why can't you you do something productive like uh, uh, be a courier for the mob in a Bronx tale or something like that? Earn some money. Well, this kid's got it. He got his arm cut off. A 15-year-old had his arm severed while subway surfing Monday morning in Queens. He was with a group of pals on the northbound R train at the 74th Street Roosevelt Avenue station in Jackson Heights at 10.25 a.m. when he was trying to climb on the top of the train. He fell and landed on the tracks. We know he was subway surfing on the outside of the car. A transit worker at the station told the Post. Usually when you're subway surfing, you have to get off the train before the tunnel. He must have missed that point. So does that mean like, you know, uh, he's on the train and then he realizes, oh my God, there's the tunnel. And then it, he hits it like fucking Bugs Bunny and then slides off. The boy's left arm was detached from the elbow down. They found his arm under the train, the worker said. So that means, you know, if you're the uh, transit workers, you're like, all right, low man on the totem pole, get down there and go grab that arm. Be like, screw that. It's weird because... In the New York Post, uh, sometimes I, I think they uh, fast and loose with the facts because it says a 15-year-old boy. Then it says the 11-year-old boy. The 11-year-old boy was walking between subway cars when his arm was severed. The young boy was taken to the hospital. He seemed overwhelmed by shock, the employees said of the kid. He was just looking around like nothing happened. He didn't cry or nothing, said the worker who wouldn't give her name. The boy was taken to Bellevue Hospitals in stable condition. As of noon, the northbound M and R... Uh, it does not need to read that part, but holy shit. I mean, does that... Uh, uh, I, I need more facts. I need to know, did they, did they get the arm and follow the kid to the hospital with it and try to put the fucking thing back, or is it completely mangled? I mean, Jesus. Unbelievable. I guess he's going to be okay. <clears throat> All right. Bummer for that kid. If they do put it on, I mean, if they're able to put the damn thing on again, I mean, it's it's completely wonkified. I was uh, driving the other day with a neurosurgeon. Um, when I picked him up from the airport and took him over to Grand Haven in the limousine, and um, we started talking about medicine. And, I, and we were talking about people who get paralyzed and in just nerves in general because that's what he's going to work on. This guy, by the way, his medical school... For like a typical doctor, it's like three years three years of medical school. He has to take seven years of medical school 
before he starts like a residency. We're talking about this guy is going to be able to be a full-time doctor at like age 40. That's what it takes to be a doctor. My God. He said that um, nerves do regenerate, which I did not know. It just takes a long, long time. So if you hurt, if you uh, like, um, if your spinal cord is cut in half, those nerves are trying to regenerate, trying to reattach, but they grow at an unbelievably slow rate. So the only way uh, you'd be able to get that to be repaired, your body to repair itself would be if you live to like 900 years old, which I just I was like, well, I didn't know that. And he goes, yeah, that's why like when you hurt, um, like I, I hurt my finger when I was in college and for years I couldn't even feel the finger. It was, uh, I broke it badly and the nerves were damaged, but now I can. And he goes, yeah, that's because, uh, the nerves finally were able to grow into place that were damaged. So this kid, what I'm telling you is, uh, whether or not he gets his arm back, he's not gonna be able to feel anything. So, uh, good news, bad news. It'll be like if he ever pounds his putt again with that arm, it'll be like a stranger's doing it, which is some people are really into that. Isn't I think that's a technique called the stranger. You get your arm to fall asleep and then you pound your putt. What? Great time uh, with that joke to talk about how you should uh, advertise with me. Reach out, eric at ericzaneshow.com on the Shoreliner Striping Inbox. I would love to hear from you. Just like my friends at Dumpster Divers. Well, uh, Kyle will join us tomorrow. It was amazing. Uh, last week, it went off. It actually worked where I was able to talk to him. Uh, dumpster Divers. Not all dumpsters are created equal. If you are in West Michigan and you need to rent a dumpster for junk removal, maybe demolition, maybe you're putting a new roof on the house, you're just getting rid of a bunch of crap and clutter, get a dumpster diver's dumpster. Reason number one, they're cheaper. They're priced lower. The weight limit is lower, priced lower, because the other guys, they price it higher on a weight limit that you can't possibly achieve. So basically... Um, you know, the locals in Jamestown, they want a dumpster next to the library so they can throw out all the books. Dumpster divers would pick that up and then throw them away or burn the books. That's what we do around here. Dumpsterdiversllc.com. Reach out either uh, via the website or call or text 616-375-9962 for dumpster divers. Hello to my friends at uh, My Policy Shop Insurance. Frank Fuss. Frank the Tank Fuss. He is the Medicare Advantage Plan slash Social Security expert. He will help you uh, and or someone you know or love who's of age to take advantage of those programs because signing up for those programs sometimes can be a little bit daunting. Don't do it alone. Frank can help you and his services are free. That's the most important thing here. He also is the expert on Obamacare or healthcare.gov 616-914-4070. Reach out today and Frank can help no matter where you are. Frank can help you. Okay. 
Before we get to my next story, Berlin Raceway invites you to uh, head out over for the races. Just 12 bucks. Racing coming up this weekend on Saturday. By the way, the following Saturday, I will be there, and one of you is going to get a ride in the pace car. If you haven't yet, if most of you haven't done this. It is so much fun. Holy shit. I can't stress enough. Keep your eyes on my Facebook page for ticket info, and then um, you can win that ride in the pace car. As is, I'm giving away tickets today, I'll post, for the upcoming races September 3rd, Labor Day weekend. Okay? So... You've got those races coming up. Typically, they'll race um, on Saturday, but this week they're racing on Sunday because of the long weekend. Labor Day weekend. You got fireworks, super late models, limited late models, the four cylinders, and the mini wedge series, the Good Humor mini wedge series. We'll be going around the nearly half mile oval. 12 bucks for tickets. Berlinraceway.com. They're 12 bucks when you buy them online. They're more expensive at the door. Under 15 free, parking free. Seniors, military, veterans, all free for Labor Day weekend. I don't know how these people make money. They give every they give everything away free. You can bring in a cooler with your own snacks, your own soft drinks, no glass, no alcohol. Smoking allowed in designated smoking areas where all the burnouts hang out. There you go. Racing at Berlin this weekend. So Sunday, in fact, shit, we only have two more weekends of racing. You got Labor Day and then September 10th, I'll be there for the Chet Championship. Okay. Uh, Tiger Army SoCal writes, man, I wish the race in Vegas was that cheap. Where are you, Tiger Army SoCal? Is is that where you are? Are you in Vegas? Is that where you're watching uh, this show from right now? Welcome. Glad you are here. Guy losing arm on the subway might as well go the Vader route, Kenny says. Chris says, do you think the subway worker made a Dutch rudder with the arm? Come on. All right. Alec Baldwin is in the news. He's being sued. As I understand this, um, about a year ago, you remember when uh, it was one year ago that we did the Afghan bug out. You remember that clusterfuck where um, all the military were leaving the airport in Afghanistan with people hanging on to the planes? I still cannot believe that that happened. How shitty is it? How how desperately, how desperate can they be if they're like, okay, I got a plan. I'm just going to hang on to the side of this plane and then leave Afghanistan. Remember the guys were falling off? Oh, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, 
there was a image of the guy who fell off, one of the guys who fell off the plane when he hit the ground. Somebody took a picture and posted it, and I said, I got to see that. Well, anyway, um, there was an incident where some of our military were killed when, because that was so disorganized and screwed up, uh, some terrorist blew up a bomb and people lost their lives. Uh, some Marines died. Well, Alec Baldwin got wind of this and he reached out to the family of who are the loved ones of the deceased. This is like I said, a year ago and he felt the need and no one knew about this. He did it on the down low. He gave the family $5,000 to help in the cost of honoring his memory, you know, burial, whatever, whatever. He felt moved by that. Well, time passes and Baldwin learns that the person he gave the money to happened to be one of the people who was at the Capitol on January 6th. I think. I think that, well, he says that. The person he's calling out is kind of not saying that or is saying, no, that, that wasn't me. That's, that's mistaken identity. It's, it's weird. Now, I don't believe that. I believe that she was there. But look, there were a lot of people that were there. But not everybody acted like an asshole. I know people who actually were there. But they didn't run into the Capitol and steal shit or fuck things up or whatever. So I'm not really sure what's going on here. But Baldwin found out that the guy, the chick that he gave the money to was there and he got pissed off and then he posted on his Instagram, hey, guess what? This Look at this bitch. I gave her money, and uh, she was there. Get her. And then this woman says that she immediately started getting harassed by people who love Alec Baldwin. So now she's suing him. She is suing Baldwin over this type of harassment. Now, uh, take it from me. I mean, I get harassed all the time online. Uh, I'm like, you know what? I should do what she's doing. Maybe I will. But the harassment I'm getting is not the same type of harassment that she is getting. Uh, Yeah, so we got to unpack this a little more. The widow and sisters of a U.S. Marine killed in Afghanistan are suing Baldwin for $25 million. That seems ridiculous to me. Claiming he exposed them to online vitriol. He doxed her. Doxed them. After he accused one of the women of being a January 6th insurrectionist. Uh, The federal suit was uh, filed in the Southern District of New York on Friday by the family of Marine Lance Corporal Riley J. McCollum, who is one of the 13 Marines killed by a suicide bomber outside of uh, Karzi International Airport August 26th of last year. He was just 20. After McCollum's death, 
As I indicated, Baldwin found one of the Marine sisters, sent $5,000 for the widow uh, and the newborn baby. So he felt good about it. It's a tribute to a fallen soldier. God, this is crazy. And then months later, she he got into a spat with the sister, the Marine sister. And then he, uh, and then, holy shit, his seemingly benevolent overtures turned into a nightmare for the McCollum family, the suit alleges. Are you the same woman I sent the money for your sister's husband who was killed during the Afghanistan exit? Baldwin wrote on Royce's Instagram post from his account to the complaint. Okay, look, you need to see this. I think she was there. So I don't know how she can say she wasn't there, but I mean, I don't know if, okay, here she is. Royce McCollum posted this photo in January of 22 that Baldwin allegedly responded to. The woman in this photo is okay. The woman in this photo is not Royce McCollum. Okay. So Baldwin says, this is you. I gave you money. And this woman says, well, no, that wasn't me. I wasn't there. Are you the same woman that I sent the money to for your sister's husband who was killed? And then this person says, so if you knew you disagreed with her politically, you wouldn't have supported her. So this chick here is like, no, 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 no. That was not me. So I guess Baldwin doxed her, but shouldn't have because this woman here is not the same person as this woman here. So this sounds pretty fucked up if you ask me. Because if she wasn't there, that makes this even worse. And then Chris says, who cares if she was there? That's entirely true. It shouldn't matter that she was there. I mean, so basically what Baldwin is doing is he's getting it wrong by saying, hey, wait a minute, you were at uh, the Capitol on January 6th, and then he, all right, everybody, go get her. But A, that shouldn't matter, and B, he's getting it wrong. So, holy shit. So now everybody's going after this uh, Royce chick, and she didn't do anything. He also uh, allegedly sent her a direct message. When I sent you the money for your late brother out of real respect for his service to this country, I didn't know you were a January 6th rioter. He wrote, oh my God, you idiot. Just let it go. Protesting is perfectly legal in the country and I've already had my sit down with the FBI. Thanks. Have a nice day. Royce shot back. Well, now that makes me think that she was there. So that picture, not her, but she was there anyway, because she said she sat down with the FBI. So I guess I'm not sure. I don't think so. Baldwin responded, your activities resulted in the unlawful destruction of government property, the death of a law enforcement officer, an assault on the certification of the presidential election. I reposted your photo. Good luck. 
So he's calling a shot there. He reposted Royce's photo on his Instagram account, which has 2.4 million followers, mentioning her involvement in the January 6, 2021 protests, according to the complaint. Within 20 minutes of reposting the photo, Royce received hostile, aggressive, hateful messages from Baldwin's fans, the suit claims. You see, that's where it gets weird. Well, this whole thing gets weird. He additionally misidentified Jenna as an insurrectionist in an, in an Instagram comment. Although she was not in D.C. that day, according to the lawsuit. Oh, my God. What a fucking idiot. Now I think he actually did shoot that chick on the set on the set of that movie. What a fucking hot-headed moron. Jenna Royce and her sister Cheyenne received messages from Instagram users accusing them of being white supremacists or likening them to Nazis, the suit says. Some demanded that she give Baldwin back the $5,000 he had given her. The family alleges Baldwin did nothing to stop his millions of followers from contacting them. Quote, Baldwin's conduct was negligent and reckless as he should have known that making the allegations he did against plaintiffs to his millions of followers followers would cause plaintiffs harm. The suit states, I kind of agree. Reps for Baldwin did not immediately respond to a request for comment. This is the second lawsuit the plaintiffs, McCollum's sisters, Royce and Cheyenne, and his widow, Jenna, have filed against Baldwin. They filed a similar lawsuit against him in January in Wyoming, where Royce and Cheyenne live. Uh, That one was dismissed in May after a Wyoming judge said she had no jurisdiction over Baldwin, who lives in New York. Family members have demanded a trial by jury and are seeking damages of at least $25 million for alleged invasion of privacy, defamation, negligence, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. See, I'm, I, uh, I, I kind of hate frivolous lawsuits, but I mean, I think that a lot of times you, you, you go big or go home in hopes of getting something. I, I guess I've never filed a lawsuit or, or anything like that, but what the fuck, what is going on here? Are the facts of the case that she hadn't, she wasn't even there and, and he's doxing her because he thinks she was there. Oh my God. Cole says he literally killed somebody. He literally killed somebody, but her actions resulted in a death. Not sure I know what you mean. Baldwin will straight up kill them and walk. He's done it before. Uh, Alec Baldwin Wright, major seasucker, Seinfeld's comedian in ca- comedians in cars is proof. I haven't seen it. I'll take your word for it. Uh, Kenny says it doesn't matter. He shouldn't have posted what he did trying to rally people to harass her. No, that's true. You, you, you shouldn't do that, and I think you can get in trouble for that. The Zaniacs, the group formerly known as Zaniacs, should take note. There may be one coming down the pipe. There might be a lawsuit coming down the pipe. That's one of the things I'm sitting on. Keep it up. Keep 
it up. I've got so many wonderful moles. It's all being documented. Keep it up. Please make this easy. This is so fantastic. Odds are, if I'm not talking about it, something's happening. Please, please keep it up. All right. In Michigan, today's a big day. In fact, it might have already been updated. I don't know. But um, in Michigan, we are uh, at a point where with the overturning of Roe v. Wade in Michigan, there's a chance that uh, the state would go back to a 1931 law, which the people who hate abortion love. They love the fact that um, we would be getting back to the old way of doing things and that women would not be able to have abortions in this state, which it kind of lines up with the platform of the Republican nominee for governor, Tudor Dixon, who she's saying no exceptions on abortion. However, however, since that all took place, there have been a lot of people that are trying to uh, make a um, make it a uh, election thing in November. So they've been trying to get signatures. Um, to put this in front of voters in November about whether or not uh, Michigan, people in Michigan can have an abortion or not. Now, today is the day where they decide to even, the they're called the Board of Canvassers. The Board of Canvassers decide whether or not that this should be on the ballot. So you got women who want nothing more than to be able to have an abortion, have their fingers crossed. Because if this gets onto the ballot, it's going to pass. I can promise you that. Um, Even people on the right aren't as staunchly conservative. Few are as staunchly conservative. Well, there's a lot of people that are staunchly conservative. But uh, there's enough people in the state that are like, well, wait a minute. The exceptions being rape, incest, all that other shit. uh, You should be allowed to do that they would rather vote in favor of the people who love abortion. And I know a lot of people that listen to this show are way into abortion, that you love the fact that you can, whenever you want, go get knocked up and then just go get an abortion. Now, uh, right now, the 1931 law means you would not be able to go get an abortion whenever you want. But today is the day when they decide whether or not this is going to be on the ballot. You remember when they got all those uh, signatures uh, to put marijuana, recreational marijuana on the ballot. And they got them. And then the Michigan voters voted. And then they said, yes, anybody can grow pot. Anybody can smoke pot uh, over whatever age. And, uh, you know, it's, there's just no criminal penalty to that. It's, it's all good. You got to be a real dipshit to get busted for pot in the state of Michigan. An election board is scheduled to decide today whether the ballot initiative that seeks to enshrine abortion rights in the state constitution should go before the voters. Although the board's verdict isn't expected to be the last word on this issue. So this is just a step in the, in the direction. I don't even like saying a step in the right direction. Okay. 
I, for me, I mean, I, I hate the idea of abortion. It, it sickens me. It makes me feel horrible knowing that this takes place. And when I say that, I am referring to uh, people who out of, uh, um, like who get pregnant because they're um, not responsible. Or an, an oopsie baby takes place. And then they get an abortion because of that. I hate that. Uh, when it comes to abortion, there are exceptions, obviously, that I would I would support. But the one thing I cannot get in the way of, though I hate it all, I'm not telling a woman what to do. Ultimately, it boils down to uh, my own life expectancy. I can't worry about the life expectancy of a baby when my own life expectancy might be in jeopardy if I'm starting to tell women what they can do with their bodies. Can you imagine the amount of ass-kicking I would receive if I start to announce what women should do with their bodies? That is a, uh, that's a bad spot to be in. So I fully support this. Michigan's 1931 law, which abortion opponents had hoped would be triggered by a conservative majority of the U.S. Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade in June, remains blocked after months of court battles. Uh, A state judge ruled August 19th that Republican county prosecutors could not enforce the ban, saying it was, quote, in the public's best interest to let the people of the great state of Michigan decide this matter at the ballot box. So basically the judges have kicked the can down the road, hoping that people will get the signatures, canvassers will approve. Today they put it on the ballot. November they vote. Completely, it's the long way around, but you can get it done. If the voters decide it, well, then that's the way it has to be. Then you go and you start killing babies. Both sides have indicated they will file challenges with the state's Democratic-leaning Supreme Court if the decision goes against them. My God, what a thing. What a time we live in. Abortion rights have become a powerful motivator for voters since Roe was overturned. In conservative Kansas, voters overwhelmingly defeated a ballot measure to ban the procedure, and the issue has swayed votes in special elections for Congress, including in a battleground district in upstate New York. Having abortion rights on the ballot in November would almost certainly be a boon for Democrats in Michigan, a swing state where voters will be deciding whether Democrats keep control of statewide offices. You know what this is going to do because of this? This is going to ensure, and this is bad news for Republicans. This is ensuring that Gretchen Whitmer is going to remain in office. I guarantee it. There's no way she's going to lose because of um, the way all of this is unfolding and you have a candidate who's saying no exceptions. It's an easy win. It's a great victory. And I think that's awesome because I think she's done a great job as governor. Though some of you think I'm crazy for saying that. No, she has. She's been a great governor. One of the best we've ever had. 
And she's hot. Uh, including Governor and Secretary of State, uh, Secretary of State Nestle and Governor Gretchen Whitmer and other Democrats have put abortion rights front and center in their campaigns. And after Republicans chose businesswoman Tudor Dixon, how did that even happen? As the GOP nominee for governor, Democrats released an ad blasting their, well, you've all seen the ad. How is it you people did not vote for those other idiots that you had on the ballot? How did you vote for Tudor Dixon? I don't get it. I'm surprised you didn't put that guy, Ryan Kelly, on the ballot. I mean, he was trying to overthrow the government. He was trying to get Trump back in office. And you you didn't vote for him? How? I'm shocked at that. It says, who was the stone-cold ice bitch in the 90s, 2000s? I don't remember the name, but it was Grand something. I think she works in the presidential administration now. Jennifer Granholm. Chris says it's party before country. Partisan politics. That's how. Chris is a red stater. He's a he's a red he's a he's a common sense red stater though. He's not as uh, idiotic as some of the douchebags. Like nine out of ten uh, right stating or uh, uh, right leaning people in the state are morons. Chris is not one of them. Chris, you better wrap your mind around the idea that uh, uh, Whitmer is going to be here for another however many years, four more years. Oh, my God. Kyle says Granholm's been on Fox News talking about solar party. Don't know what that is. She looks good for her age. Now, she was a beauty queen when she was growing up, Granholm. She's still extremely attractive. And I think she got the mole removed. Solar power. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yes, I'm pretty sure the mole is gone. Let me check her out now. Jennifer Granholm Young. Let's take a look at that first. She was on the dating game back in the day. Yeah, I remember that. 1978. Look at that hair. Giant cans. Oh, my God. And that's her, like, now. Really pretty. Has always been a knockout. Oh, my God. Look at her. She is aging so wonderfully. How does she do that? That is ridiculous. Michigan seems whenever we have a lady governor, stone cold Fox. I cannot believe I am the only one. Every time I talk about how attractive Whitmer is, nobody backs me up on that. I don't know how you guys cannot think that. Um, Kim Lazara joins us. She writes, I needed some comic relief. Holy hell, these teacher PD days sucks. Uh, suck. 10-minute break. Jump on Eric Zane Live. Um, what is a PD day? A teacher PD day. 
I'm not sure what that is. Professional development. Oh, God. Aren't you getting set to retire? Oh, God. You just show up drunk on that day. That's what I would do. Yeah, she's getting set to wrap up the career at way too young to be wrapping it up. You're like my age. You you, you still have plenty of uh, gas in the tank. Are you doing something else for, for money? Are you married to a uh, very wealthy individual? Who can just retire at uh, 50 years old? Why would you? I don't get it. Megan says, thanks for all you do, Kim. You're appreciated. Okay, uh, stop right there. Can we please get past the uh, gushing about teachers? I've got a little bit of a problem with all of the uh, praise that that teachers get. By the way, Kim says she's 54. You don't look at Kim. You really don't. Can we uh, back off a couple things? We got to back off the praise of veterans and the praise of teachers. I'm having a little bit. It's a little too much with the ass uh, kissing on these people who, you know, decide that they're going to get a job. Can I get praised for being a podcaster too? Chris says, LOL, what a hill to die on. Well, maybe not the veterans. I mean, okay, the veterans, we can get away with uh, having Veterans Day. All right? They get a whole day. You get Veterans Day and Memorial Day. Those are two of the 365 You got two whole days. All right. Um, But teachers, everybody kisses the ass of teachers. They get like four months off a year in vacation. And some teachers, they start out with, I mean, if you make $40,000 a year to start, to work eight months. Okay, let's do some Eric math. Let's say the starting salary for a teacher is $45,000. Divided by eight months. So you're making $5,625 a month. So during those four months, if you choose to, you can go ahead and um, work those four months and make $5,625 doing whatever it is you decide to do. So that let's just say you make $67,500 a year to start. Teachers can make an upwards of $80,000 a year for eight months. That's $10,000 a month. Okay, so I have had it in hearing about how teachers are overworked and underpaid. The next time you hear about uh, teachers needing a fundraiser to buy Kleenex, pencils, and crayons, I want you to say no, okay? They've got it made. Enough kissing the ass of the teachers, We need to kiss the ass 
of the dads and the moms. Okay? we. I need more people telling me, hey, Eric, thank you so much for all that you do. Being a dad. All right? Even Chris says they, they get to have sex with minors for free. Some of them. Yeah. You know, I get it. So enough with kissing the ass of teachers. Kyle says, who are these podcasts had a recent episode where they shit all over teachers. It's great. Well, that's good to know. It's good that we're on the same page because I get so fucking sick of uh, your teacher. Oh my God. Thank you for what you do. You're so great. Fuck that. Bullshit. They do. Uh, I, I, you know who I want to thank? The guy who fixes my car. You know, the people who do shit that I can't do. Anybody can teach. It's a piece of cake. Jesus. I'll say thank you to the doctor who uh, works on my brain. The chemist who makes drugs so that we can have pharmaceuticals. The guy who made my anxiety medicine. Bullshit. Kyle says stuttering John was a substitute teacher. That's how hard of a job it is. So there you go. Enough thanking veterans because they already get two full days where they're thanked. Okay. That's like that guy, that pain in the ass who took a run at me because I made the joke of I get sick and tired of seeing veterans wearing hats that announce what war they were in. It's like, Jesus, shut up. And he went over to the piece of shits over on Deniax and said, look what he said about us. And all those pussies then were falling over themselves saying, we thank you for your service. Oh, big fucking deal. He spent four years filling up uh, a jet with fuel. Who gives a shit? Shut up. That's not service. That's a job. All right, I'll give you an exception. If you're going door to door in Da Nang, rooting out Viet Cong, maybe, maybe. If you're on a swift boat laying waste and shooting up villages and cattle and babies, ah, perhaps. But no, not God. My fucking brother, Norman, used to build bombs. Do I look at Norman and go, Norman, thanks for your service? No. Is that my brother, Paul? He says, Norman, yes. Is Par Wog my brother? He says, yes, idiot. I should have known that. I'm so glad you're here, by the way. It's good to know that you're here. I miss you. Do you want to go up north this weekend? You should. You should come hang out with Diana and I. It'd be so much fun. It'd be just like old times. 
That's all I got. Yeah, so Norman, he used to build bombs. Did you know that, Paul? He would sit there, and uh, uh, all this technical shit would come along, and he'd sit there, and he'd assemble the bomb. And God, the reason why they put him in that job is because then he can't talk to anybody. Because if he talks to anybody, they're going to lose their train of thought and build the bomb poorly. And when they're positioning it onto the Tomcat, it's going to explode and kill everybody. Okay. I don't even know how the hell I got onto that tangent. What started as reproductive uh, freedom in the state of Michigan has now now boiled over into talking about my dumb brother, Norman, uh, building bombs. And he's not dumb, by the way. <clears throat> okay. Uh, I would love you to get an Eric Zane Show podcast t-shirt. Thank you to my uh, sweet cousin, Julie's husband, Bruce, who just bought one. So now people in the uh, uh, Palos Verdes, I believe, area of California will see someone. What the hell is the Eric Zane Show podcast? Thank you, Bruce. If you want a T-shirt, go to ericzaneshow.com. Pick one out and get a damn T-shirt. If you need a mortgage, hire the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. No matter where you are in the U.S., with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii, 231-332. 6505 NMLS number 3035 if you're behind on your if you you got a little bit of a balance on your credit card right you know ever since they raised the interest rate i think right now the interest rate on a credit card is 99 and a half percent so uh it's ridiculous so what you do is you get the money out of your home at like 5% pay off the credit card and then you pay off that money you got out of your home at the much lower interest rate. That's smart. Do that. So you can do that. That's an option. Um, perhaps you're sending a kid to a private college and you need money from your, for your home. <clears throat> or you have another kid who's getting married who has expensive taste. And as a father, your role is when you're paying for a wedding to just go, yeah, oh, that sounds good. Oh, yeah, let's buy it. I can't tell you how many times I've done that. Dad, uh, we want this. Oh, yeah. Right on, man. Sign me up. Because if you go, um, well, no, can we do the less expensive option? The bride would turn into bridezilla. Now, we haven't had that happen. Because I haven't pushed back. And I won't. I would rather just get loans out of my house than to have that, that interaction. That's why I need to be saluted and not these pesky veterans and teachers. Okay. That's why, um, when a veteran wears a hat that says Korean war, you need to take that fucking thing off and throw it in a wood chipper. All right. And you need to get a hat that says paid for daughter's wedding or paid for hope college. That's where I need to be saluted. So to all veterans and teachers, uh, I say, fuck you. I can't even say that with a straight face. It's so stupid. Okay. This is just one more thing that is going to keep me from ever getting a job on the radio. Because of these stupid rants.
that I don't mean they're just jokes, you fucking assholes. That everybody's going to go, we can't put him on radio. He's too much. We can't do it. Ah, well. Someone said to me, uh, do you lose all your audience when you do shit like this? And I go, no, they come and go. I lose audience and then I pick up audience. Well, isn't that hard? I go, I don't know. I don't worry about it. I just say whatever I want and let the chips fall as they may. If they want to listen, they listen. They don't, they don't. I don't give a shit. It's just easier this way. If I ever have the spot where I'm like, oh, I better watch what I say, I can control. I'm out of business. I'm dead. Okay. Uh, Wednesday is Little League and Ladies Day at TC Paintball today. Go there and play paintball. What a wonderful attraction in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Rick from TC Paintball is expanding the options for fun. You already have outdoor paintball, two fields, air ball, and the village. The village is like real-life call of duty. Indoor, during the cold months, air ball. Jelly ball for the little, for the little tykes. And now, axe throwing is coming. I'll talk to Rick. Uh, actually, I won't talk to him this week because I'll be out of town, but he joins me on Fridays for trigger time with Rick from TC paintball. It's pretty good. Rick's good on the, uh, on the podcast. It's a jackass. I agree with him about 1% of the time, but that's okay. That's what you want. You want someone that you don't agree with. You don't want some asshole you sit around and agree with. Go there and play paintball. Saturdays, you got to make a reservation. And they have a fully stocked pro shop, everything you need. Get the group together. Get all your hill, your, all your hillbilly friends and go play paintball at TC Paintball. Hello to the Kent County Health Department. Today is the last day of August, the last day of Breastfeeding Awareness Month. Yes, I'm talking about how breastfeeding is the single best thing you can do for a newborn uh, during those critically important first few months of life. Don't make the mistake of giving your child formula. The absolute perfect nourishment comes from mom's breasts. And they want me to tell you about it so you can help me spread the word. Or if you're going to be a mom or your uh, wife is going to be giving birth, make sure this happens. Okay? No matter what. Get a damn breast pump and start pumping. Accesskent.com slash health. The Kent County Health Department, if you need information about breastfeeding. Uh, they have a, a whole uh, area devoted on the website to um, uh, taking care of this appropriately and anything you might need in terms of uh, knowledge on this topic. In addition, they have all the information you need about the WIC program and immunizations. Uh, we're starting September and we're focusing on immunizations for the month of September, both for kids going that are in school. And if you're traveling abroad, uh, the Kent County health department found at access, Kent.com 
slash health. I think I want to start gambling, but I'm not going to. If I was going to start gambling, it would be because of the term parlay. You, with just barely uh, paying attention, you can figure out what this is. And I did not know what the hell a parlay was until I started hearing more and more people talk about it. So the sheer ease at which you can just download an app and start gambling. Now, here in Michigan, which is Sin City Midwest, is fucking spectacular. It seems like everything that is addictive for your old pal Eric Zane is now readily available that I have to avoid. And I love that because um, I have a very addictive personality. That's why I don't drink anymore. I'd be dead if I were still drinking. And now in Michigan, obviously, uh, pot is legal. And probably in my lifetime, heroin and coke and meth and prostitution, all these things are going to be legal, I'm guessing, one day in Michigan. Uh, every time, uh, next door to every house in Michigan is a casino. I don't set foot in these fucking places because it would be a nightmare for me. Um, my brother Paul wrote Uncle Pete because we're talking about gambling. The last time I gambled probably was with Paul and my Uncle Peter, who just passed playing fucking AC Doocy over at Paul's house. Jesus. 50, 50, 50. Oh, the, the pot would get to like $500. The room gets real quiet. $500 pot. Dealer throws down a two and a king. $500 in the pot. If you get a card that lands in between the king and the two and you're betting the pot, you get the pot. So if I say, uh, well, we were only betting 50. That's why I was saying 50, 50, 50, because we didn't want anybody to get burnt. But in that game, if if it's a $500 pot and you bet pot and they lay down a queen in between the K and the two, you get the pot. But if it's an ace you'd have to pay $500. And if they get a two or a king, you got to double the pot. So in a second, the pot would go from $500 to $1,500. We're playing this game and people started losing their ass. So we said, all right, the maximum bet is $50. (laughs) The pot still gets to seven or $800. Like 50, 50. We're chanting 50, 50, 50. My dickhead brother, two and a king. 50, it gets a king. So he has to put a hundred bucks in. It goes to the next guy, Jim Keller. Uh, queen, three. Uh, 40, it's a three. Ah, he has to put 80 in. This fucking thing's blowing up. His money falling out of the, falling off the table is incredible. Anyway, my point is, it's highly addicting. 
So I'm all about that. And uh, and now on any app, you can do this thing called a parlay. And I, like I said, I didn't even know what a parlay was until you started hearing it being talked about since gambling is so easy to do, to do now in Michigan. You can play poker on your phone. You can, you can do slot machine on your fucking phone. Um, and you can gamble on sports. I would love this shit. It would make it so much more interesting, but I don't even attempt it. And I'm not like overly tempted to do it because I've not even gone down that road even once. It's that, it's that serious with me. Okay. I'm already addicted to masturbation. That's enough. Some dude on a NASCAR race bet uh, $13 on a parlay, which means a series of events have to happen. So if I said, okay, the Knicks are going to beat the Sixers on leg one of my parlay, and then the Colts are going to beat the Steelers on leg two, and I'm just giving you a hypothetical week, and then... Um, so-and-so is going to rush for 150 yards. That's another leg. You can make, be creative with it, I think. And uh, I think I'm getting this right. And and the more um, steps, and if you get any one of those wrong, you're out. But if they all work out, you can turn a huge profit. This fucking guy, um, some dude, a better was um, listening to a NASCAR podcast. And the dudes are Nick Giffen and Jordan Maccabee. I don't know who the fuck they are. It's a podcast called Stacking Denny's Podcast. They were uh, analyzing the race at Daytona, and they made the comments that four particular drivers were going to do very, very well, most of which I haven't heard of. The only one I've heard of is David Reagan. They predicted that four drivers were going to finish in the top 10, Cody Ware, BJ McLeod, Landon Castle, and David Reagan. And this fucking guy bet $13 and uh, 49 cents on a four leg parlay of top 10 finishers. And he won $999,433 and 63 cents because these two podcasters, who know a thing or two about NASCAR said, I'll bet you that this guy's good. He basically just listened to the podcast and took their advice, made the bet for next to nothing. And then won a million dollars, son of a bitch. My God, that is awesome. The parlay included bets at landing castle, Cody, where BJ McLeod and David Reagan would all place in the top 10. Uh, the odds were plus, Seven million four hundred eight thousand seven hundred odds. Castle was fourth. Ware sixth. McLeod seventh. Reagan ninth. Oh my God. Quote: When Jordan says Castle always finishes, and Rotodoc says Ware and McLeod are correlated. Thank you guys so much, longtime listener, and appreciate it so much. Life changing. The better messaged the two on Twitter. My God, that is so awesome. That makes me want to be a degenerate gambler. It really does. Mm-mm-mm. Oh. 
Kyle says Daytona and Dega, I'm guessing he means Talladega, are complete crapshoots. Anyone can win, and it's about being in the right spot at the right time. That's right. Isn't that, aren't those those tracks where it's all like, uh, they're all bunched up, and they put like, uh, if I remember back in the day, and I'm I'm guessing they still have like a restrictor plate on the vehicle, so they can only go so fast. And then basically you just got to be within the the grouping near the front and then hope that someone crashes and then you the guy in last place is suddenly in first some dick that nobody knows ends up win, winning the race it's all sh- uh, Daytona and Talladega is known to have like some shithead whose car has like one sponsor it's like Frank Sausage on the hood to win the fucking thing oh my god Josh says, the only thing I know about Daytona is the racists that hang out in turn three. You're not kidding. I've been there twice. Oh, fuck. Maybe that's why you're referencing it, but man, that was insane. We uh, were fortunate enough to have a camper there at uh, Daytona and you go there and um, the guy had the dude. His pregnant wife was sitting next to her and she's smoking a cigarette. He had swastikas tattooed on his shoulders and his back. And a, it was a storm SS. That's what it was. It was a SS insignia on his arm. <laughs> He's standing there in the infield smoking a cigarette with his pregnant wife drinking and smoking cigarettes. Like, holy fucking shit. Look at these losers. Where, where the fuck am I? What the fuck is happening here? That was a fantastic weekend, man. We had a police escort into the infield through the uh, area approaching the track. A police escort. That was the one where producer Joe, um, he was so intoxicated and uh, someone had given him a uh, uh, a baseball hat, a uh, cat footwear baseball hat, and he lost the fucking hat and he was blackout drunk. And he was so fucking drunk uh, that he w- demanded the hat back. And he's running around the infield, banging on people's trailers, going, where's my hat? Where's my hat? Look at him. We're like, Joe, come on, let's go. And then so we're driving back uh, to the, uh, we had a, a hotel in Cocoa Beach. We're driving back on the bus. And Joe, <laughs> you see him fucking fashioning a bag uh, uh into, into like um a, like a waste can to puke in it and he starts puking on the bus <laughs> holy fucking shit he's throwing up on the bus and everybody on the and it's starting to stink <laughs> it smells like cheese on the bus and joe's vomiting into the bag you fucking asshole i think he i don't know if he's drunk now he might be Joe, Joe's a weird one because I, when he, uh, on his, uh, whenever he has like a nervous breakdown on the air, he like starts uh, saying, oh yeah, I'm, 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 I'm turning it around. And then, and then I, but I, I'm not so convinced that he has, I think that, uh, I have to, I'd have to see it to believe it is what I'm getting at. Um, all right. Hold that thought because we're going to get to the asshole of the day and I want to play you my baseball highlight of the day. It's an umpire on a hot mic. It's great. 
Uh, still trying to get that stupid movie Samaritan out of my system. Thank you, Adam. I earned $8 from Cameo. You know what you should do, uh, Adam, because you wanted to send me a tip? Hire me again, uh, but not through the means you did before. Actually, use the Cameo app. Hire me again, and um, just hire me to tell you to fuck off for making me watch that movie. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. If you need any help with your furnace or your AC, you need to call A&E Heating and Cooling for any scheduled maintenance or after-hour service work, 616-516-8579. If you need a furnace or an air conditioner installed, that's who's going to help you. Go ahead and call up uh, Chuck in a truck or Pete in a pickup. Uh, you think you're going to get the best deal. You're not a and E heating and cooling is the best. And if he's not after, if he make him the third estimate, Joe Martinez. And if he's not say Zane said, you're going to beat these guys price and, and he will, um, it won't be long till you need your furnace checked. Call a and E heating and cooling 616-516-8579. Buy a car from Sarah Honda Granville. S E R R a Sarah Honda Granville.com. Uh, rows and rows and rows of certified pre-owned vehicles on the lot. There are new cars on the lot. You can also go and pre-order your car, your brand new car. Uh, that is the way the market is, um, it has adjusted to the pandemic. That is going to change one day. But for now, if you want, let's say, an Accord Hybrid like we have here, you got to go order it. And then it comes in in a couple of weeks. SarahHondaGranville.com. Flooring. Have it installed by Bennett Flooring Installation, 616-318-0167. The flooring I want you to buy, I want you to buy it from Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet in Granville, Michigan. Save 10% on top of their already low prices when you mention my name. Chris says, I think I'm going to get a new furnace from Joe Martinez this year. You'd be getting the comfort maker, which is the best in the business. Do it. All right. Audio, check. Video, check. Uh, in baseball, they um, you know do instant replay, which is great. They should, they should have it like uh, calling balls and strikes. But anyway, there was a call on the field, a play at first, and the ump had to review it. The ump turned on his mic. It was on. He didn't think it was on, but it was on. Because he doesn't think it's on, he says something he probably shouldn't say. Here you go. After review. Ooh, shit. After review. <laughs> call on the field is overturned. Runner's safe. San Diego retains their challenge. Okay, look at that look on his face when he he goes, he says it, and then his face gets, oh, no. After review. Ooh, shit. After review. (laughs) After review. Ooh, shit. Look at. (laughs) Love that guy. After review. Ooh, shit. Ooh. After review. Ooh, shit. After review. Call on the field is overturned. Runners safe. San Diego retains their challenge. 
And that is the most interesting thing from baseball in the last 24 hours. All right. Uh, It is time for the asshole of the day. Who do you think it's going to be? It is brought to you by uh, TC Paintball. Yesterday it was Nick Cannon. Who is your asshole of the day? Boy, there's a lot of nominations. But I'm going to have to go. I think I'm spelling this right. With Kalamazoo, Michigan. For announcing that if you have to take a dump, take it anywhere you want in Kalamazoo and you won't get in trouble for it. You can pee and poo and litter in Kalamazoo. You can pee and poo in Kalamazoo. That's like a new slug line for the city. Congratulations, Kalamazoo. You've won asshole of the day for saying yes to taking a dump wherever you want. Thank you for being part of this podcast. I'm glad you were here. I'm going to do another one on Patreon. That's what that one's going to cost you. The first one's free. The rest is going to cost you. If you're enjoying the free one and you're not paying for the Patreon, why do you hate me? Patreon.com slash Eric Zane five or 10 bucks a month. Paul sign up on Patreon.com and I'm not buying that. I don't know how to do that. I'm old bullshit. Yeah. I'm not buying that at all. You're on Twitch. Get your ass over there and sign up and give me your money. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. That is it. I will talk to you at about 1030 Eastern time on Patreon for smarter than a former drug dealer trivia. Dale is taking on Tobias on a rare Wednesday edition of the game. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. says i don't know how to do that i just told you how to do that oops you do too know how to do that you go to patreon.com slash eric zane p-a-t-r-e-o-n patreon.com slash eric zane look at i'm even writing it out for you click that and then read that's what you do Take your time. You can do it. See you, folks. Bye-bye.